Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Video is actually on vacation, um, but I want to share uh, a few things with you this morning. Uh, I've actually, I don't think I've even been to sleep. I may have had like a couple of hours of sleep. And so um, I'm just trying to uh, pull it all together. Uh, Vanessa, you did you get the, the physical copy or you got the Kindle edition? Uh, that is so funny, Ronald. Well, I haven't been asleep. I hate you. I haven't been asleep because I don't know. I think I slept like an hour and a half. Um, I fell asleep a little bit yesterday and then I woke back up. And then I was just kind of up and then God started talking to me about things we need to know in transition. Um, JC was texting. Okay. JC was texting and saying, did you read it over 10 days? Some of y'all reading it all at once. You need to read it over 10 days and process. Um, um, so the... Um, so JC was like, we're off today and you need to be off. And I was like, I got to share a word. I'm not off in this season. I'm on in this season. But we're back in here. As a matter of fact, if you don't have it, I was reading the launch this morning, correcting a couple of edits, but reading it for myself. The Lord sent me back through it and was like, I need you to go back through it. And... um He's been ministering to me through it as I'm reading, writing another book. The second book is not the launch part two, but as I'm writing this second book, I'm like, okay, I are starting formulating it in my head and getting ready to write this second book. I'm at taking myself back through this and he's witnessing to me and I'm coaching myself through the second book. So that is really big for me and really powerful. So shout out to all of you who have gotten your copy of the launch. If you don't have a copy of the launch, we'll drop the link in a little bit. Also, uh, I want to do a whole lot of announcements. I want to share this and then I want to spend some time studying. One of my grandsons is with me, so I know he'll be up soon and I want to make sure I do. So um, we're going to do this. Also, uh, we're going to drop a flyer Saturday. This Saturday, we'll be feeding the streets. It's called Feed the Streets. Feed the Streets is a part of LMJ Ministries. And we're going to be feeding uh, the homeless or whoever needs a meal on Saturday from 12 to 2. So if you want to get connected to that, email Shonda at JustBeingLMJ.com and she can give you more information on Feed the Streets and what's going to happen this Saturday as we go feed, as we go serve, as the Lord has instructed us to serve, to feed the poor or feed those who are less fortunate. God was sharing that with me about how important that is. And then if you can't come out, go ahead and go to the website and sow a seed towards it. It still counts. Um, we're going to serve up a meal the first Saturday all summer long. I'm super excited. We're partnering with Ride and Shine Detail, which is where I get my uh, car cleaned out. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Don't forget about the book. Connect to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Um, and don't 
don't forget about partnering with the Holy Spirit. Don't forget that at all. Let's just pause for a second. Uh, thank you for those of you that are sharing the video. I really, really appreciate you sharing the video. Um, this has been such a journey and a process. I want to pray. I want to share with you what I heard the Lord say in my spirit. And then we're going to get off here and I'm going to keep studying. I'm going to go walk. Um, I'm going to work out a little bit and get get get, work, get my day started and I'll sleep a little bit later on today. Uh, happy Memorial Day um, as we honor those that have lost their lives in service to protect our country. I don't think we know how important that is, but it's super, super important. So we are super grateful um, for who you are. Also, the launch pad. I cannot wait to kick. Y'all don't know how excited I get about teaching. I cannot wait to kick off tomorrow the very first session of the launch pad. If you didn't register, that session is closed. Um, how to get your mojo back. Um, if you are in children's ministry, we still have some spots. I'm going to open back up that registration and you can register through tomorrow and register for Friday's session. It's a lunch and learn from 12 to 1. If you work in a small ministry or not a very large ministry, um, and you're trying to figure out what to do for your children's and youth ministry, or if you've got to combine your children's and youth ministry, then we're going to walk through the process and talk about some things that you can do in that ministry, um, some things to help make that ministry successful. Um, I've been in children's and youth ministry for a long time, back pastoring over the last couple of years, and um, excited about the journey. So I just want to share with you some things that we'll be able to share with each other. Some other things. Y'all ready to hear the word? Um, I'm definitely re ready to. Let's just take a moment and pray and get started for today. Um, I just want to bless his name first. I don't want to ever enter before him and just not thank him. So, um, uh, Father God, I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you. My God, I lift up holy hands and just simply say thank you. I thank you, Father, for all you are. Thank you, Father, for all you've done. I thank you for keeping us. I thank you, Father God, for keeping this country safe, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for every armed force, every person that has ever served in our country, for those that have lost their lives so that we can keep our freedoms. I just want to say thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross. I thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your provision, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, that your way, Father God, is the only way, Lord God, and that you are recognized today as the great I am. And I thank you, Father God, that we'll make a decision never to do anything else without you. Father God, I pray for your people that are in transition. My God. I pray for you people that are in transition. I cover them in the blood of Jesus. I thank you that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near their dwelling. I thank you, Father God, as they are transitioning, that they, they will not get lost in transitioning, and they definitely will not get lost in translation. I thank you, Father God, for your wisdom, for your knowledge, for your understanding, for your power that comes from on high. Father God, we stand in the gap right now for those that are sick. 
Mm, my God, my God. We thank you that you are healing the sick, Lord God. We thank you that no spirit of infirmity can rise against you, Lord God, because the blood is the answer and the blood is the truth. We thank you, Father God, for giving them wisdom and knowledge, Father God, during their healing process, Lord God, and that they come to know you intimately. We cast off every sickness. We cast off every disease. We cast off every spirit of depression, worry, anxiety, Lord God. And we make a decision today, Father, just to rest ourselves in you, to trust you, Lord God, to glorify you even in our worst situations. Bless the people. Bless the work of their hands, Lord God. Let them be settled, Father God. Let them be focused, Lord God. Let them, Father God, have a heart to serve you, Father God. Let them have a heart to serve you, Lord God. Being repurposed for your glory, I thank you for a fresh anointing, one that destroys the yokes of bondage, sickness, and disease. I thank you, Holy Ghost. You are with us, my God, right now. We invite you in. Holy Spirit, we invite you in now. My God, Jesus, give us your holiness. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength. You are our, my redeemer. My God, my God, my God, my God, I thank you. Repurposed for your glory. Repurposed for your glory. Repurpose for your glory, Father God. Those that thought you were throwing them away or those that thought they had no purpose, I thank you that you're taking the worst situation, Lord God, that which seemed unlikely, Lord God, and repurposing it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Y'all remember what Memorial Day is about. Memorial Day is not about our barbecues. Memorial Day is about those here who have lost their lives for us. And sometimes we get really caught up in um, the other factors and we start cooking and barbecuing and we forget about people who have lost loved ones. So remember what Memorial Day is about. It's why I don't spend a lot of time going, oh, happy No, that just remember that you might not even have the freedom to serve God at the capacity um, to be able to serve, to serve God. So remember, it's Memorial Day is significant to those who have lost their lives in war right now. In the name of Jesus, just remember what that's about. So I want to share 10 things with you. Um, the Lord placed in my spirit this last night, this morning, while I was up. Um, 10 things to remind yourself when you're in a transition. And what a transition is, and transition is the process or period of changing from one state to the next. And it is so easy to um, get lost in a transition Often in a transition, it's not that we just get lost, but we also get lost in translation, um, translating from one what's necessary, thank you Holy Spirit, in this season to what needs to be necessary in the next season. And so I want to share things, and these aren't all, but these are just 10 things that I know significant um, um, are important in 
transitioning and making it from one state and condition to another. And it's important that you understand these things because if you don't understand how to transition, then what's probably going to happen is you'll lose your footing. And I'm going to explain this so that it can um, help you as you move forward, right? Um, I like to climb. I like to mountain climb. We have Pinnacle Mountain here in Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, I like to climb. And if I'm in Cali or anywhere and I get an option to hike and climb a mountain, I will. And there are some significant things that I've learned in climbing. And as you transition up the mountain in climbing, you've got to make sure you're moving at a certain pace. You got to make sure you got the right shoes on. You got to make sure you're anchored. Um, it's always better when you get familiar after you've climbed a mountain multiple times. Um, so those things are important as well in transition. And so one of the, the first things I want to share with you is you need to move slow. I see this all the time. People make transitions. God is elevating them, promoting them to the next level, putting them in the position. Um, and as they're moving or transition, transitioning, they start speeding up the process themselves. God is not speeding up the process, but they're speeding up the process themselves. And as they're let me let me tell you, I got to pause because the Holy Spirit is reminding me of something. I need to testify something to you about how important pleading the blood of Jesus is of your neighborhood. I needed to, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is my testimony. I needed to walk outside and get something out of my car. And mind you, it's five in the morning. So I walk outside to get something outside my car. And there was something, some somebody sitting in their car outside. I don't know this car. This car is not familiar to my neighbor. Um, but I need to go get my camera stand out the car. So I'm walking outside to go get the camera stand. And as I'm walking outside to go get the camera stand, uh, there's a car there and there's a light on. There's somebody sitting in the car. And my neighborhood operates pretty the same. So we don't usually have strangers or strange people sitting in our neighborhood. And so as I go out and I'm going, you know, I, t I turn off my alarm as I'm turning off my alarm. I'm looking up and I'm going to my car and I'm getting the camera stand. And every morning before I leave for the studio, I always plead the blood of Jesus over my home, the neighborhood, my city, state, and nation. And as I make a turn boldly, because I'm not afraid, I don't, I'm not fearful. I'm making a turn and I'm going back to the house. And the Holy Spirit is saying to me, do you see now the significance of you pleading the blood of Jesus over your city, over your state, over your nation. Because the minute they saw me, they started the car and left. They, they started the car up and they left the minute they saw me. And he said, this is why it's so significant for you to plead the blood of Jesus over your city, over your state, over your neighborhood, over the, 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 the blood is the force field. So don't get up in the morning without pleading the blood of Jesus over the day. Don't get up in the morning without pleading the blood of Jesus over your house, over your ministry, over your kids. Do not move without taking authority, pleading the blood, and setting your force field up. That's essential and that's important. And I was like, yeah, Lord, I get it. He was like, this is why I tell you to 
plead the blood of Jesus. This is why I'm consistently telling you to take the authority and set that hedge of protection, set that shield around the neighborhood. So I just sashayed my little self right back on into the house. I just sashayed myself. I didn't have any fear. I came in, I sat down, I went on as business as usual, but I was like, this is why we have to take authority in the blood and set the blood in place that puts the boundaries that's the he who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide that's what's important and sometimes we forget that so i need to share that so i thank holy spirit so one first one is move slow and the scripture i have for you is ecclesiastes 9 and 11 and it just says have i have observed some things something else under the sun the fastest runner doesn't always win the win the race and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle when you are in transition when you are in walking out your purpose in your life it is not about how fast you're running my god if you can get that you will keep yourself from making mistakes that you have no business making. It's not about how fast you're running. It is not about how swift you are. You are not in competition with anyone else. You are not trying to beat anyone else. You are not trying to beat anyone else. So you need to make sure that you're moving slow enough so that you can hear the voice of the Lord. Because in transition, he's going to have specific in transition, he's going to have specific instructions for you. And how you operate it at one level is not necessarily how you're going to operate at the next level. And so you've got to move slow enough so that you understand, right, the significance of what's happening at the next level or you're going to make rookie moves. If you haven't met, if you haven't read the book, you won't understand what rookie moves is. You're going to, you're going to operate in the same place. You're going to operate Ecclesiastes 9 and 11. You're going to operate in the same place that you did in one level and one position. And God is like, no, I'm calling you to a different level. I'm calling you to a different position. And because I'm calling you to a different level and a different position, it's going to require you to be, to heed to my voice, to be sensitive to my voice, to understand the strategy for this level so that you can move and make this transition and make this transition smoothly. You probably haven't handled this amount of money before. You probably haven't been in this position in place before. You may not have been at the table with this group of people before. You may not have been married before, right? You may not have the wisdom for marriage. Maybe you've never had a baby before. And so God is going to give you specific wisdom for your circumstance and situation. When we wrote the book, The Launch, and I say we, because um, I, I co-labored in this with my ministry team. I co-labored in this, especially with Jessica. And as we wrote this book and we were publishing and self-publishing, God was giving us the wisdom and strategy, but we were having to move slow. And for some reason, we think taking off fast and building fast and moving fast and doing everything fast is the way of the Lord. And God is not a rush kind of pushy God. And the reason he's not is because he wants you to not miss it. If you feel God rushing you he translates the time my god that's a word he translates the time not you he'll move things expediently he'll move things on does that make sense so you don't have to push 
force it or move it on. He's going to move things on. He's going to speed things up. It's not something you have to do. And if you know that or you notice that or you pay attention to that or you get that, then what you do is put yourself in a position, my God, where you're not, um, you put yourself in a position where you're not losing what you need to hear in translation. So first thing, move slow. Move very slow. Go ahead and put yourself in a position and move very, very, very slow. Don't rush yourself. Don't let anybody else rush you. Move slow. The second thing is make sure your foundation is solid. Make sure, sure your foundation is solid. Um, that's so important. So I told you guys I climb. And so as I'm climbing mountains, I'm always touching my feet out to make sure this particular rock is uh, positioned correctly. It's why when I get climb the mountain, I'm not rushing my time. I used to think it was about time. Let me see how quick I can get up to the top. It's not about time. It's about enduring as I get up the top. So as I position my foot or my hands in a particular place as I'm climbing, I'm always checking first my footing so that I don't put myself in the position, right, for my foot to slip. So make sure your foundation is solid. Matthew 7, 24 and 27, it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fail because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. You will know what's in someone. I'm just going to be honest. You will know what's in somebody when the storm rises. When a storm rises, you're going to figure out what's inside yourself. I told you all the time, you can tell the weight of a person's words and whether or not they really believe what they're saying because it's also going to manifest itself in their life and you're going to see it in the evidence of their fruit. You're going to see it in the evidence of their fruit. And so if you're not eating really and you're just speaking the word, because a lot of times we'll just... Oh, we'll marvel in the word, we'll have zeal for the word, but we don't have the knowledge. If it's not bearing fruit in your life, then th that word hasn't taken root and manifested and you don't have a solid foundation. You don't have a solid foundation. Proof of a solid foundation is what happens when a crisis occurs. Proof of a solid foundation is how you move when the enemy is coming against you. Proof of a solid foundation is how you react when things around you in your atmosphere. He says here, the streams, the storms, the winds blew and beat the house. Proof of a solid foundation is what manifests, right? When adversity comes in and how you act. Are you crying? Are you murmuring? Are you complaining? Or are you anchored in the word? If you're anchored in the word, then proof of that is going to come out in your foundation. And when you make a transition 
My God. And the adversary is lying to you. And the adversary is telling you all things are not possible through God. And the adversary is attacking your health. And your family situation is looking a little strange. And the enemy is trying to rise up against you. And it always happens in a transition. Because the enemy knows transitioning from one place to another is risky. The enemy knows transitioning from one place to another is a little bit scary. And so as we transition from one place to another, that's when the enemy tries to slip in the cracks because he knows if our foundation is not solid, if we're not moving slow enough, if we're not steadfast in what God has said to us, we'll get lost in a transition. I've slipped on a rock before going up the mountain. I've slipped. I've slipped before. I've been going up the mountain and slipped on a rock or slipped. And what it caused, what a slip does is it causes you to go backward. What a slip does is it puts you at risk. You feel me? What a slip does is it changes your position and then you have to get your footing all over again. So the second thing you got to do in transition is make sure your footing is solid. You got to make sure your footing is solid. You got to make sure you your foundation is solid. You got to make sure you really believe what you believe and you really know what you know and you really calling on the name of the Lord and you really getting this word down in you so that you don't move too swift. And these are not in any particular order. The third thing is be okay with losing friends. I'm going to sit. Be okay with losing friends. Be okay with it. Be, it's, it's okay. It's even scriptural. Be okay with losing friends. Be okay with even losing some family members. Everybody, I don't like to leave people behind, but sometimes in the next season, people may not be going with you in the next season. They may be coming a little bit later, right? They may be coming a little bit later, and that has to do with their own personal walk. Be okay with losing friends. Be okay with leaving people behind. Uh, one time I was hiking in California, and the people that I were walking with, I wound up leaving them, right? Because they couldn't walk at the pace. And once one of my friends caught up to me, my God, she said something significant to me. She said, sometimes you got to go ahead and we'll catch up later. So I'm going to tell you, some people you got to go ahead and catch up later. Some other people you're going to have to leave all behind. And I'm getting ready to back this in scripture. Matthew 10 and 22 says, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. You got to be okay with losing friends. You got to be okay with some people ain't going with you. Some people not going to make this transition with you. Some people don't have the faith for what you're called to do. Some people don't have the capacity to receive what you're doing in this next season. And you got to be okay with losing friends. I had to be okay climbing up that mountain and leaving them behind. And they eventually caught up. So I'm telling you the same thing. You got to be okay with losing friends. Four. The fourth thing is you got to take care of your physical temple. You have to take care of your physical temple. First Corinthians 6.19 says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You've got to take care of your physical temple. I cannot walk that mountain at the capacity I need to. My God, I cannot walk the mountain if I'm not taking care of my physical temple. It is time out for excuses about why you're not eating right, um, telling me you don't have time to walk, telling me you don't have time to take out your body, making up reasons of why you're not taking care of your body. You have got to take care of your physical 
temple. You got to take care of yourself spirit. You got to nurture your soul to get healed. You got to get your mental health right. And you got to take care of your physical temple or you're going to get lost in the transition. Some of you are going to be moving at warp speed. If your physical temple and Jesus told them, he was like, man, y'all can't even keep up with me. If you're not taking care of your physical temple, you're not going to be able to move at the speed that you move need to move to so that you can walk in the fullness of what God wants to. I, at one time, weighed 260 pounds, then 240 pounds. Then I began to take care of my physical, mental, spiritual, my soul, started resting, sleeping, doing all the things that I needed to do. I went, I went down. I dropped dress sizes. When I hang up from you guys, I'm getting ready to go walk and put in my, all my stretching and conditioning and uh, planks and all the stuff that I do for my body, but you have to take care of your physical temple. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 5. My next thing is you need to maintain some balance. Um, and, and I love to talk about balance because a lot of times people think all I do is work and I do not. You've got to have some balance in this thing. As I have been, when I'm climbing mountains, I have to know where to put my balance. I know, I have to know where to put my weight. I have to know if this is a season or a place for me to rest or if this is a season or place for me to play or if this is a season or place for me to work, you have to find balance in this thing. The scripture, scripture is Ecclesiastes 7.18. It said, it is good that you take hold of this. And from that withhold not your hand. For the one who fears God shall come out from both of them. A little bit over here, a little bit over here. Because God's going to give you the balance. So you have to learn how to balance. You can't be to one extreme or another. Because the enemy is going to get you. The enemy is going to get you if you are in, imbalanced. If he knows you're not balanced, he's going to slip right in. If he knows you don't have good sleep habits. If he doesn't know, he knows you're not doing anything recreational. You don't know how to have fun. If he knows, if he knows that you're not spending the proper amount of time with your family, he's going to slip right on in. He's going to slip right in. So you got to know how to have balance. Sixth thing is you got to know that you're purposed. You got to see yourself in the vision. If God has already given you the vision, you got to see yourself in this vision. You got to imagine yourself in this vision and you got to know who and what you are. <laughs> you got to know who and what you are because you're in a transition. And as you're in a transition, right, you got to be firm in what you showed you because the enemy is going to put up all kinds of roadblocks. He's going to put up all kinds of roadblocks to make you think that God is a liar, to make you think that God cannot use you, to make you think God doesn't have purpose for you. So in that, you have got to see yourself in the vision. Some people build vision boards. You got to start dreaming this thing out loud. You got to start journaling this thing. You got to, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a new job. I don't care if it's a job working for the government. I don't care if it's law school. I don't care what it is. You've got to see yourself in the vision. You got to see yourself in the vision. And of course, Jeremiah 29, 11 is my favorite. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He was talking to them. But it's still meant for us. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and future. So you got to see yourself and know that you are purposed. When I'm climbing up that mountain, I know the goal is to get to the top. 
and I keep my eyes set on things above and not things behind me. I'm not looking back to my past. I'm not spending time rehearsing what didn't go right. I'm not trying to attach myself because at any time that I turn back to look at what's behind me, my God, that's a word for somebody. Anytime I look back to see what's behind me, I, I take the chance to lose my footing and to fall and to hurt me. And if anybody is following me up that mountain, come on, come on now. If anybody is following me up that mountain, then I put them in jeopardy at risk. I put them in jeopardy and at risk as well. So I don't have time. I got to have tunnel vision. I have to be focused on the vision because if not, whoever's coming up behind me is at risk as well. The number, man, I could preach on that. Number seven, when you don't know what to do, work on your craft. So often when we're in transition, sometimes we feel like, well, I don't hear God talking to me. I know I'm in this transition, but I don't know what to do next. I'm going to tell you anytime you're in transition, work on your craft. Work on the last thing that God has told you to do. Do the very last thing he told you to do. If you haven't heard anything new, stay in what he told you to do. Don't try any new thing. So um, when we climb Pinnacle Mountain, you can take this path. You can take a different route that's at risk, or you can take a familiar route. And I always take a familiar route. I have taken the risky route before. And when I've taken the risky route before, the Lord is like, what are you trying to prove? I was like, my God. He was like, I, that's not the route for you. I'm trying to develop you on this route. I'm trying to get you familiar on this route. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you don't know what to do, work on what's before you right now. Proverbs 16 and 13, commit the, to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Colossians 3 and 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Next thing, don't forget about the people who are with you. Don't forget about the people who are with you. Sometimes we forget in transition that there are people that are going to go with us. And there are people that are have to transit. And then there are people that we are transitioning to and that are part of our journey. And then there are people we are called to minister to and to serve. Don't forget about them. Because your actions will impact them. The things that you do are going to impact them as well. It says, Romans 4 and 13 says, Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one one." one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Do not forget about, do not forget about the people that are supposed to go. Do not forget about the people that you're connected to. When you make a decision, that decision makes and affects them too. I told you, if there are people following me up the mountain and I make a decision to look back and my footing slips, I just put everybody behind me at risk. Make be clear in dealing and with that in your relationships because you could hurt or hinder another person. And we are never supposed salvation is not just about us individually, it's about us collectively as a whole. And we're never supposed to do that. So that was Romans 14 and 13. Nine, nine, number nine. We almost out of time. We over time, but I'm not, I'm gonna close this out. Nine, surround yourself around people who are successful. Surround yourself around people who are successful. 
You're going to have to come out of your comfort zone when you make a transition. You're going to have to put yourself at the table with a different type of person. You're going to have to be open to move in different circles. You can't be asking God to put you before kings and to favor you, and you're afraid to be around successful people or people who look like they're bigger than you. Only people with a minimum mindset want to stay in minimum circles. My God, you can quote that or tweet that. Only people with minimum mindsets want to stay in minimum circles. Only people who like to shine in a certain capacity wants to stay in circles that only are going to teach them to be, but yes, so big. So you need to know that you got to surround yourself around successful people. If you're depressed, you can't be around a whole bunch of depressed people. You can't, you can't be around a whole bunch of depressed people. If you your marriage is bad right now in a transition, you can't be around a whole bunch of other people who are in bad marriages. You can't be around whatever. You got to surround yourself around winners. You got to surround yourself with people who have visions, who have goals, who have whatever. I do not, I'm just going to be honest, I do not like climbing with rookies because if I'm climbing a mountain and they've never been up the mountain before, they slow your process down, right? They slow your process down. If they're afraid of heights, fear sets in. Come on, y'all better let the Holy Ghost show you this. Fear will set in, and as fear is setting in, it'll keep a momentum, and then you're trying to coach them. Come on, come up off the mountain. Mm -mm. You need to surround yourself. When you are set to mentor someone, your mentee will attach themselves to you no matter what, even if they got to come up the mountain a little bit slower. And then my 10th thing is be kind always. Be kind always. Your attitude and your kindness is important to God. Your attitude and your kindness is important to God. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Transitions will kind of throw you off sometimes. You need to be kind. One of the things I've learned as I'm climbing up the mountain that always helps me and always encourages me is as I'm going up the top, there are usually, my God, people coming down. And as they're coming down, they are encouraging. They are uplifting. They're not scornful. They're not sourful. They're like, you're almost there. You can do it. You can get it. You can do this. They are so kind. Why? Because at that moment, we have the mountain in common. And it's the same thing for us. When we have Christ in common and Christ is our center, then we should be kind always. Every time somebody sees us, every time somebody connects to us, we should be being kind. You're the representation of Christ here on this earth. And if nobody is feeling compassion and kindness and seeing your humility and your gentleness and you're not operating in patience, then you're misrepresenting Christ. You're misrepresenting Christ. You shouldn't be scornful and sullen and sorrowful and all of that other stuff. Um, yeah, scripture for Proverbs 13 and 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Walk with the wise. Yep, that Psalms, not Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. 
That that's it. Companions of fools suffer harm. So you gotta walk. You gotta walk with the wise. That was not. That was number. That was Proverbs thirteen twenty for number nine. Thank you for that, Kim. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I left that out. And then number ten, Kim, be, be kind always. Well, that is it. I am way over time. I'm so glad I'm not at the studio and JC is yelling at me. Y'all do me a favor. Go to the website LakeishaMJohnson.com. Subscribe. We're off at the station today. But I wanted to give you ten things in a transition. Um, that's a prophetic. Some of y'all about to shift. It wasn't just me getting up this morning. The Lord said there's a shift. There's a major, not a minor, a major transition that's about to occur for some of y'all. And because a major transition is about to occur for some of y'all, some of y'all need to know what to do during your transition. Um, I just saw Cola drop some things. So several people have dropped what to do if you're late coming on in the transition. Get these in your notes. Pray over them. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you so that you transition properly, so that you can transition properly, so you don't get lost in translation, and so that you're walking this out the way of the Lord intended you to walk it out for uh, your life. And don't forget to get the lunch. Don't forget to get the lunch. Don't forget to get the lunch. Thank you for that, Glenda. Uh, don't forget to get the lunch. If you haven't gotten it, if you haven't gotten it electronically, uh, go to the website and order the book. Don't forget Saturday, we're feeding the streets. Tomorrow, Bible study, um, 6 p.m., ladies. You can join the special group. I'm telling you, um, go ahead and get connected. God is about to do a major thing. It's a major transition coming for some, for some of you. So you got to get ready. Yep, Crystal, you got to shift properly. You got to be in position. So take this word, meditate on the scriptures, study on the word, and ask the Holy Spirit how to apply this in your transition so you won't slip and lose your footing, so the enemy won't come in and delay your progress. <laughs> Pause, slow down, ask the Lord for the tools. Ask the Lord for the tools. Lord, give me the tools for this. Give me the wisdom for this. Give me the knowledge for this. Do you know this works for marriage too? If you've never been married, you need this. If you've never been a parent, you need this. Don't assume anything. God always has a forerunner that goes before you. Gwenda, um, the book is the launch. That's my book. <laughs> That's my book. Rashonda, it is time for you to get out your comfort zone. It is time for you to get out your comfort zone. It is. You got to if you're going to experience the more of God. Hey, don't forget the launch pad. Completely free courses. Get over to the website. Somebody dropped the website for them. LakeishaMJohnson.com. Get over to the website. Uh, get the launch pad, get connected to the ministry. The ministry has all kind of resources and tools for you. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can go backdate all our video. We're cleaning up videos off Facebook. We've had so many videos. I'm on the 556th video or something. Um, go. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.